This is Reverend Charles Fenson. I'm the interim pastor at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa, California. This is the morning worship service. Our address is 2850 Fairview Road, Costa Mesa, California, 92626. Our website is pccov.org, and our Facebook page is pccov. And our email is info at pccov.org. We welcome you to this service. Our vision statement is that the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant is a Christ-centered community set free by grace and placed in our neighborhoods to serve and to invite all people into a wondrous relationship with God. God bless you as you worship with us. Friends in Christ, welcome to worship, welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant here in Costa Mesa. We're delighted to 
see you on this Scottish Games weekend over at the fairgrounds. Hence, Don and myself and others are donning our tartans, our tartans. So welcome. Please sign the friendship books and pass them along that we might have record of your worship. We might greet you by name. Are there any persons who are new to us that we would introduce? Anyone all new? The Burns are back from their vacation, so all, all is right with the world. All of our Bible studies are meeting this week, except the Wednesday night Bible study is not. Our men are reading a book called Where Jesus Prayed on Tuesday afternoons at 3 o'clock, and all men are welcome. And the Thursday morning group is studying the book of Colossians, I think, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, thank you, thank you. Uh, there is going to be a called congregational meeting following worship uh, next Sunday, June the 2nd, for the purpose of approving our standing nominating committee and making a small change to our bylaws, moving from nine deacons to six deacons or 12 deacons to nine deacons. One, one of the small changes to our bylaws. And then next uh, Sunday is our potluck, so come bring what you have to share, or if you don't bring anything, we have a big salad all set to go. Today is strawberry shortcake. Ooh, Unetta, strawberry shortcake. Please remember your per capita um, pledge of $34.80. Are there other announcements that we could bring forth? We're collecting toys this month for Operation Christmas Child. All good? All good? All right. Uh, Cornell, do you want to say a word? I'll say it this time. Next Sunday, two Sundays, is Pentecost Sunday, June the 9th, my birthday. Also, the Messiah Part 3 and it's called Majestic Exalted. Uh, forever exalted. Forever Exalted. That would be part three of Handel's Messiah. All right. It's kind of a group effort, these announcements on Sunday morning. Anything else to bring before? And that's going to be a great day. There's going to be orchestration. There's going to be guest musicians, our faithful orchestra, Micah. Everyone's going to be here that day, all in black. So, good. Stand up and say hello. Please greet each other by name because you have your name buttons on, don't you? You do, you do. I know you do. Good morning. If you could make your way back to your seats, we're going to begin worship this morning. Please stand for the call to worship. Please stand as our choir calls us to worship.
Thank you, choir. Since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Go and make disciples of all nations, says the Lord. I am with you always to the end of time. Hallelujah. Why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Alleluia. Please pray with me. God of majesty, you led the Messiah through suffering into risen life and took him up to the glory of heaven. Clothe us with the power promised from high and send us forth to the ends of the earth as heralds of repentance and witnesses of Jesus Christ, firstborn from the dead, who lives with you now and always in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And let us continue our worship singing, Crown Him with Many Thorns. Crown Him with Many Crowns.
please be seated. May we have all the boys and girls come forward for the children's story. Students, young at heart, come on up. Nice to see you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Good to see you, O'Don, fellow, fellow Scotsman, and, uh, and a McKinnon, a McKinnon, yes. Yeah, be careful, Don. Be very, very, very careful here. No flashing the congregation, you know. So while Carrie grabs that microphone up there, I want to say a couple of words. Rob is going to get it for her. This weekend is Memorial Day weekend, and our country tomorrow is celebrating all the men and women who have died for the cause of freedom in our country. How many people know of people who gave their lives for our country? Can you raise your hand? Yes, yes, many. So we're remembering those people with gratitude uh, tomorrow, uh, which is our National Day of Memory, Memorial Day. Now, we also have something coming up that Carrie's going to share with us, and some of you have hats on, and I wonder what that's all about. What's that all about? Good morning. So Everly and I are dressed Western today because that is our theme for VBS. Um, so I wanted to kind of promote it this morning. We've been asking for volunteers um, during the fellowship hour and we could still use those volunteers. So if you feel called to uh, help at VBS, please stop by our table to sign up. But I also wanted to direct your attention in the bulletin. We're doing something different this year. We're calling it Bring Your Dinner Fridays. And so what we're asking is that you bring a sack, dinner, <laughs> or pick up something on the way in and come help us paint, decorate, uh, put together materials, um, and help set up our registration table. Um, and so the dates are listed there, and it's basically the next several Fridays leading up to VBS. Um, so we'll come, we'll uh, you know, have a word of prayer and devotion before dinner, and then we'll get right into it. And then you can come and go at your leisure um, from there. But this, this is just another way that you can help us put together VBS this year. Um, it's also going to be a little different, too, because we're doing a weekend VBS. In the past, we've always done a week long. Um, we're doing a Friday night, Saturday night, and then our typical VBS Sunday. Um, so the kids will only be here for two nights um, for VBS. And then on Sunday, we'll have an ice cream social and bounce house for them. So if you feel called to help us at VBS this year, <laughs> please see our table in the fellowship hall after service or come by any of these nights listed here and help us with our sets. Okay, thank you. And VBS, what does VBS stand for? Vacation Bible School. Vacation Bible School. Okay, let's pray and ask God's blessing upon our upcoming Vacation Bible School. Dear God, we are grateful for all the boys and girls that you're going to send us for our Vacation Bible School coming up. Pray that you would be with the teachers and the volunteers, the decorators, everyone who is involved in this wonderful, wonderful program and ministry. Be with Carrie as she leads us to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You can show a video? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Can you, you want to stay up for the video? Okay.
Can we turn up the music a little bit for the video, please? Talk amongst yourselves, just a couple of <laughs> technical difficulties. We'll get it straightened out. Ooh, get moving. More time to look at Pastor Charles's knees. Pretty exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Awesome. Thanks very much. Thank you. Okay. Off. Anything else? Off to your classes? Here we go. Okay, boys and girls, off classes, activities, core four. Here we go. Carlina, yes. Come. Right here. Perfect. Here's your microphone. Good morning. So I have another video to show you today. It's um, not quite as lighthearted as VBS. It's about um, the issue of homelessness and specifically uh, homelessness in the city of Costa Mesa. This video was sent to us by the city, um, just kind of explaining the, um, the ways that they are trying to battle this issue. Um, and in your uh, bulletin today, there's also a, a paragraph about uh, the new bridge shelter that is open at the Lighthouse Church and ways that you can uh, volunteer there. It's a temporary shelter, and the video will address that um, as well. Uh, what I'm gonna, there's a lot of information in this video, but so I'm, I'm going to ask Elsie if she could uh, maybe do an e-blast and send it out to everyone just to kind of follow up, so that that way you can, you know, at your leisure, take a look at it and really digest um, all the information. So, uh, Philip, thank you.
You give life, 
Thank you, band. Such a beautiful part of worship. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. In humility and in faith, let us confess our sins before God. Almighty God, you have raised Jesus from death to life and crowned him Lord of all. We confess that we have not bowed before him or acknowledged his rule in our lives. We have gone along with the ways of the world and failed to give him glory. Forgive us and raise us from sin that we may be your faithful people, obeying the commands of our Lord Jesus Christ, who rules the world and is head of the church, his body. Amen. Hear the good news. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross that we might be dead to sin and alive to all that is good. I declare to you, in the name of Christ Jesus, you are forgiven. Please stand, and we're going to continue worshiping with our Litany for Ascension. And together we proclaim, Arise, O Lord, in your strength. We will praise you for your glory. Let us pray with joy to Christ at the right hand of God. You are the King of glory. You have raised the weakness of our flesh. Heal us from our sins and restore us to the full dignity of life. You are the King of glory. May our faith lead us to the Father as we follow the road you trod. You are the King of glory. You have promised to draw all people to yourself. Let no one of us be separate from your body. You are the King of glory. Grant that by our longing we may join you in your kingdom, where your humanity and ours is glorified. You are true God, and you will be our judge. So lead us to contemplate your tender mercy. You are the King of glory.
Thank you, choir. On this Ascension of the Lord Sunday, we have two scriptures before us. The first taken from Acts chapter 1. Let us listen for God's word to us. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions to the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. We worship on this ascension of the Lord day through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Redeemer. Amen. So this Thursday, May The 30th is Ascension of the Lord's Day in the church year. Next slide. It's Luke in the opening verses of his Acts of the Apostles, and Matthew in the final section of his royal gospel, who give us the clearest account of our Lord's ascension. The resurrection was 40 days past. Our Lord had appeared to the disciples and to others on several previous occasions. These appearances by the risen Savior were sources of encouragement and final instruction to His disciples. 
Even though Jesus had initially told his followers to meet him in Galilee, they were charged just before the ascension to wait in Jerusalem for a coming promise. So the scene before us is without parallel in the scriptures. It was Peter, his brother Andrew, James, his brother John, Thomas the twin, Philip, later the evangelist, Matthew the converted tax collector, Bartholomew also named Nathaniel, James unhappily named the less, Simon the zealot, an unknown Thaddeus, these 11 disciples with their rabbi Jesus gathered for the final time high over Jerusalem, looking west into the city from the Mount of Olives, and there they assembled for their departing. In the course of the conversation, a question, really an issue, was brought up, possibly instigated by Simon, who had a a political interest here, and the concern was put forth, Lord, will you now restore the kingdom of Israel? Hard to know the question, was it, can we have it like it was in the good old days under King David, or when will Rome get off our backs and out of our pocketbooks? Jesus gave an interesting answer as he had answered on more than one occasion. He said, it is not for you to know. For you see, the Father cares for these things. That's God's authority. But you, dear friends, you shall receive power, and the power is in the person coming. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you shall be my testifiers in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Those were Luke's last recorded words of Jesus. And then as they listened and looked on, Jesus, the man from Nazareth, passed into another world, the world of his father. The eleven stared so long, so bewilderingly up to heaven that two angels came and stood with them. And one of the angels spoke to the eleven. Next slide. Men of Galilee... Why do you stand there looking into heaven? This Jesus will come again just as you saw him go. The return of Jesus someday or maybe the power of Jesus coming in 10 days, the day of Pentecost when the Spirit of God came rushing into the infant church like, remember, a wind. If Luke in The writing of Acts provides the setting of Ascension Day, the picture of Jesus and his disciples assembled at the Olivet Summit. It's Matthew, next slide, who gives us a zoom lens, a close view of our Lord's words, beginning in his account with our Lord restating his sovereign authority. Jesus said in Matthew 28, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go. And that's the first mandate of the church. That's our great commission, our authority to go. God extends all power to Jesus, the Messiah, who co-rules the heavens and the earth with God and as God. And it's here in this great commission that the church of Jesus Christ is granted in all of its Christian endeavors to proceed with authority. Next slide. And I would commend this to us at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. In what we preach, in the manner of our visitation, in the decisions we make, in our plans for the future, in the substance and style of this church's ministry and mission, 
that we go, therefore, with the authority of God. But please note that authority for us as believers in the ascended Christ is not the world's authority. It's not authority backed by threat or fear or force. But our authority, as it was for Jesus, was authority to forgive in God's name, authority to be gentle and confident in God's name, authority to be just and bold, not as Lord, but as servant when bringing the realm of God on earth. So when we go into the pulpit, into our homes, into our classrooms, into meetings, when we labor in social ministries or collect for worship, we go not in judgment or timidity, but we go in the authority of God who gave authority to the Christ, who in turn authorizes the church to serve with boldness and gentleness. It seems to me in each of the churches that I have served, we did not want for expertise or control, but for biblical authority, authority to be graceful and confident because Jesus was. Where does PCC gain its authority to do anything? It's history, tradition. Well, that's a start. We Presbyterians go back to the 16th century, Geneva and Scotland. But our real living authority in the ascended Christ is authority to go in courage and compassion. An illustration of going with authority may be that of an, an ambassador. In fact, the Apostle Paul on several occasions speaks of Christians as ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador is not simply a visitor in a foreign land, but she or he is given authority to speak and act on behalf of a home sovereign, a home nation. The U.S. ambassador to France, for example, ministers with authority and power of the American government. Yet that authority is tempered by the real fact, especially in France, that America is a guest of that nation. So power is in diplomacy, in sensitivity, in love. Therefore, Christian ambassadors go in the power of God, but with the compassion of Christ. My grandfather, who was the pastor of the Church of the Open Door in Los Angeles for 18 years, is buried in Forest Lawn in Glendale. It says, Lewis Thompson Talbot, Ambassador for Christ. Second mandate, next slide, is that we are given authority to make disciples. Go and make disciples of all nations. How do we do that? Two ways, Jesus says. We make disciples, first of all, by baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Baptism is an ancient word for union. So the ceremony of baptism gives way to the larger picture of our making disciples for Christ, and that's done by sharing the good news. The good news that God has come in Christ to bring new life to all who would follow, who restores, who reconciles, who redeems us. And we do that by our words and by our deeds. Jesus said we are make disciples by baptizing them in, the, in, in water, and, and we do that. Remember your baptisms? If you don't, your parents do. Give thanks to God for that. And secondly, Jesus said, make disciples by teaching them about Jesus. How do we do that at Covenant? Well, we teach in formal ways, in worship, in Sunday school, in Bible studies, but 
Come back to the text. The disciples heard these words, make disciples in baptism and teaching. What do you suppose they remembered about the discipleship of them by Jesus? I think Thomas remembered the seventh day after Easter when he confessed that Jesus was his Lord and God as he put his hands into his nail print and spear-pierced side. And I think Peter remembered the Tiberian shore when he was called to follow Christ. And John remembered the Last Supper when he leaned on our Lord's breast. You see, discipleship is to baptize and teach both formally and informally. When I was a child, I was baptized into a Christian church. But when I was a child, I looked around and I watched people in my church. And I observed Christians in our community of faith. And believers in my home church were kind and caring. Not a formal thing, but a quiet, encouraging modeling of Christian discipleship. That's where I learned the faith. Our children, our youth, have a program, yes, but it's a relational discipleship. So Jesus says to us, like my ministry with Thomas and Peter and John, model men and women, boys and girls, by your faithful lives, as well as your formalities. Who has been your model for discipleship? And whom are you modeling today? Little eyes. They watch us. So, next slide. Go in authority. Model Christian discipleship. And finally, third mandate of the Great Commission is a promise. It's a promise of presence. Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. The very presence of God came at Pentecost, and the church was baptized with the eternal company, the Holy Spirit, baptized to be witnesses. That word witness behind it is the word martyr. And I would submit that's the real meaning of the presence of the Holy Spirit. The presence of God promised to us in difficulty and discouragement and defeat. I'm currently rereading Life Together by German pastor, martyr Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who gave his life for his faith. That's the link between the Holy Spirit and difficulty, based on this word, hamartia, martyr, that God particularly comes to those by God's Spirit in suffering. This book that I'm rereading is a sermon to me. I lost my brother a month ago, but he's with God. God has promised to us in the best and the worst days of our lives. What days are you going through? I know some of you are going through some tough times. The Spirit of God is with us all. What a rich comfort. So go means to go now. Make disciples in this transitional year. Means baptizing, teaching, modeling Christ. In the storms and the favorable winds, the scriptures speak gently to our hearts. So may the words of this sermon and the joys and sorrows of our lives minister graciously to us in the days ahead. Shall we pray? Gracious God, we are grateful for your many blessings to this congregation as we um, are moving toward the conclusion of our transitional time together we ask that you might continue to be a presence, a hope, a joy, um, 
of faithfulness to this dear congregation. We pray in Jesus' name on this ascension of the Lord Sunday. Amen. Let us stand and continue to worship God. Please be seated. We have heard the good news through proclamation and praise. We now wait upon you for our morning tithes and offerings. I'll ask our ushers to please come forward.
Join me in prayer. We seek you, O God, and make supplication to you, not only for ourselves, but for our neighbors whom you have commanded us to love as we love ourselves. Hear our intercessions in the name of Jesus, who loved us and gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity. O God, we lift up this church to you and commend its future to your hands 
as we come closer to calling a new pastor to lead this congregation. On this Memorial Day, we pause to reflect upon our blessings as a nation and the high cost many paid for our democracy and freedom. Our Lord Jesus called us to love one another and said there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for another. Today, we commemorate those heroic and honorable patriots who gave their all for the cause of freedom during some of history's darkest hours. Whether on the battlefields of Bunker Hill or Normandy, in the jungles of Vietnam, or in the mountains and deserts of the Middle East, brave Americans of every generation have given their last full measure of devotion in defense of our country, our liberty, and our founding ideals. Today, as we unite in eternal gratitude for the sacrifice of these extraordinary Americans, we also pray for peace. As the United States is increasing its military presence in the Middle East amid heightened tensions with Iran, we pray for peace in the area. We pray, pray that there is no need to use these forces. We pray for talks going on in Japan that the good relationships between the countries may be strengthened and tax issues resolved. We pray for peace between Israel and Palestine as preparations are made for talks in June. We pray for the Plains states who have suffered through 104 tornadoes and massive flooding. Calm the storms, we pray. Protect those living in these areas. Help survivors of the storm to regain their lives and livelihoods. Bring aid to them as they need. Comfort and encourage them by your presence. We pray for our government and the many issues they are dealing with. Tariffs with China, immigration, the wall, violence, abortion. Guide them in their decision-making, we pray, that they may be thoughtful and take care in their decisions. Compassionate God, read the names written in our hearts, the members of our families and friends for whom we are especially concerned. Hear our prayers for them and do as you know best. As you are present everywhere, stretch out your gentle hand to those sick in body or spirit. Relieve pain, strengthen the weak, cheer the despairing, and give the dying sure hope of your promise of everlasting life. Knowing that faithful friends are life-giving medicine, send us to those in need. Into your hands, O oh God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Each month we gather toward the close of our worship to um, pray for you, pray for those for whom you are praying, um, concerns in our country, our world, 
And uh, we do this uh, as part of our own Presbyterian tradition. This is called a service for wholeness. And we invite you to come forward uh, to receive uh, anointing with oil and special prayers for you and the concerns that you bring forth. So let us hear the promises of Scripture. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God consoles us in our affliction so that we may be able to console those who are in any affliction. For just as the sufferings of Christ are abundant for us, so also our consolation is abundant through Christ. Please pray with me. Gracious God, source of all healing, in Jesus Christ you heal the sick and mend the broken. We bless you for this oil pressed from the fruits of the earth, given to us as a sign of healing and forgiveness and the fullness of life you give. By your spirit, come upon all who receive this ministry of compassion, that they may receive your healing touch and be made whole to the glory of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. We invite you now to come forward. Uh, Pastor Sharon and Amy and I stand ready to wait upon you. Lord Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us rise and sing our hymn of commitment, Lead On, O King Eternal. Thank you. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one this day, this night, as we finish this Easter tide, and forevermore. Amen.
This is Pastor Charles Fenson again, and we invite you at any point to come and worship with us here at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa. We trust that God has been honored by this worship service and that you have been blessed. God be with you.